Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 46 of Stands and Fits, presented by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. It is official. Iowa State is going to win the national championship in men's basketball. Taylor Horton Tucker is the greatest basketball player in the history of the universe. And Bill Walton remains God's greatest gift to humanity. That's the podcast. Peace. All right. That's all I had to say. Ditto. Dude. Uh, Shortest oh episode in the history of Cyclone Fanatic. We just got done watching that Illinois-Iowa State game. And man, Taylor Horton Tucker just blew up that second half, dude. Yeah, we had... So I've been here since mid-afternoon. Fitzy got off work. He came to the office. We watched it here in the Cyclone Fanatic offices, uh, the second half at least. And THT exploded for 22 second half points. Iowa State outscored Illinois by a lot, like 30 in the second half. I don't remember exactly what the number was. Yeah. It was a lot. And they kicked their ass. That was the that was the Iowa State team that I think we were hoping to see down there uh, down there on the islands. And we got to watch it all while listening to the the smooth, luscious tones of Bill Walton's voice. Exactly. The, I mean, what more could you have ever ever possibly wanted from your Thanksgiving week Tuesday? The only thing that could have made it better if as if I was in Maui. That's the only, literally the only thing. Yeah, because then you could walk outside and you could just let out a primal scream, and <laughs> you're just on the beach. No one would. No one would think twice of it. As much as we love the district, uh, the district, uh, district, <laughs> the district here at Prairie Trail in Ankeny. Yeah. yeah, I was to say I know that that's what it's called, but uh, here in Ankeny, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind being on a beach in in Hawaii. If we if we were confined to Ankeny, Iowa, this is the best place that you could go. Hey, you can go out on a beach right out there. That's by, true. By Lake Jethro's. I'm not sure there's much sand out there, but uh, it's definitely could be considered a beach. It's more rocks. I think a rocky beach. Yeah. yeah, but you could sit on the bench there and just like listen to the water. Not the kind of beach you want to go running on barefoot. Definitely not the kind of beach you want to go running on barefoot. Uh, but after kind of a disappointing performance last night, at least in the second half against Arizona, they looked good in the first half. Mm-hmm. Kind of ran out of gas against the Wildcats, and tonight was completely the opposite. It was like two games that were both a tail of two halves. Yeah, obviously did not play very well in the first half of this game. And then they were absolutely dominant in the second half yeah. tonight. The common thread between the two halves that they struggled was they just didn't shoot the rock very well. Yeah. And then I think... And you also think that you've uncovered, I think the, I've uncovered the, true, the true reason for this. Yeah. So if you've been watching on TV, when they're going to the left, I think the, the left rim is much... Uh, going from, the, from right to left. Right to left, your, yeah. Right to left on your radio dial. On, on, your, on your screen. I think that uh, rim is a little bit more loose and we'll get a little bit nicer of a roll on every shot compared to the one on the opposite side of the gym. We need someone in Maui just to do some recon, jump out there, grab, grab onto the rim. See if you can confirm this, if or, you can, or yeah, deny it. if you can get an idea of the, the looseness of the rims, that would be great. Is that the right word? The looseness? Uh, I would, well, it's either that or tightness, tightness. They're, they're both roughly, you know, they're in the same arena. Of weirdness. I don't feel like either word is really real. No. It's like we just kind of came up with our own words there. We'll roll with it, though. There we go. This is basically like a glorified instant reaction podcast right now. <laughs> it is. It's like a, a longer version of that. It is. Yeah. yeah I mean, I... It was I really was, exciting. I, well, and it was crazy because it was like THT was good for a while. 
And then all of a sudden he just caught fire and yeah. starts hitting step back threes and is making everything that he's shot around the rim and is dishing off no look passes. And yeah. it's like, whoa, okay. Like I thought Michael Jacobson was gonna be the story. For people who have watched Taylor Horton Tucker's high school film and like all of his highlights, it, it was like watching one of those, mm-hmm. except he was actually in a game and making them on like back to back possessions. Right. And he was going full on. I think he was going on like full on double middle finger mode. Yeah, to Illinois. To everybody in the state of Illinois. Well, maybe not everybody in the state of Illinois. Anyone within the Illinois him. basketball program. Yeah. Uh, after the, the shit show that was his uh, recruitment with to Illinois. There's, there's but, probably a few people in Illinois who he doesn't want to flip the double birds to. Well, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> since he's his mom Illinois. still lives there and yeah. like, still has friends and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody that knows that story is knows what we're what we're talking about but yeah it was a good game it was fun uh iowa state now will play san diego state on wednesday so we won't try and go we won't talk about that too much just because it'll be dated no. by the time but uh that game to this tips at 130 our time correct 130 iowa time yep. that is accurate yep so if you're at work then you watch that or listen to john walters and eric heft or if you're off, which some people of you probably are listening to this, then enjoy that, obviously. Right. Yeah, it'll be it'll it'll be Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Almost. Thanksgiving Eve. Yep. Do you uh do you participate in Thanksgiving Eve? Um well I, I have to work regular. But uh I, I will Well it's that's it's Thanksgiving Eve's at night though. Well like what do you what do you do for Thanksgiving Eve? It's well I mean I think of it as when everybody goes back to their hometown and see they they part they partake in shenanigans. We will probably go to our Thanksgiving locale on Thursday morning. morning okay. Of. Okay. We got to get there to watch the Macy's uh, parade. Obviously, you're a big Macy's parade guy. Well, my my wife is. Okay. It's kind of her tradition, her family's tradition. So. Okay. But yeah, I, I would think that a Thanksgiving Eve tradition would be fasting. I would think you want to open up as much space as you can for Turkey Day. Uh. Or is that the opposite for you? I suppose. It depends on what you consider to be fasting. <laughs> you probably. What are we opening up our space okay, with? So okay, I think I, I think I know what you're getting at. So you probably exclude solids, but maybe you invite more liquids into your diet. That generally is how Thanksgiving Eve goes. Yeah, yeah that's usually usually the way so. that it goes. It I all I'll say is that in appearance at at the Indeclare and in uh, sticks, mm-hmm. probably not the Shidley D. That's more of a Williams thing. Is it? Uh, they are more than likely in my future at this moment. So yeah, what what's the difference between those those places? What's then? the difference for someone who's never been to Clarinda? All right, so the Indeclare is like a Clarinda institution. It's been there forever. Think about the name, the Indeclare. Okay. Do you get it? No. What's Indeclare? Cl- so Indeclare. In, in Clarinda? No, basically? it's Indeclare. It's Clarinda. Just t- switch okay. the okay. syllables. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. There you go. So it's just backwards, but it's been there forever. Like that's. So is it more like high high class kind of thing, or is it? Like oh, a, absolutely a dive? not, absolutely okay. not. This is the place that they, for like when I first was it started being able to go to the bar, they didn't even have a TV or anything like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then they got a TV, and it's like a twelve inch, uh, like is it like eighty dollar TV that you get at Walmart? No, it's like up in the corner because no one still pays attention to it. Yeah. You don't go to the Indeclare to watch a game or something like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're going if you're going to the Indeclare, like you got one thing in mind. Like you're, you're probably blasted. You're probably gonna play some pool. You're gonna drink some pitchers of bush light that cost like three dollars, mm. and you'll ev- inevitably end up punching the the punching bag thing, <laughs> the like game, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the to find out who can punch the hardest. Yep, that's usually how it goes at the end of Claire. Uh, 
Sticks is newer. I mean, it's like I was in college when, man, I might have even actually been out of college by the time that it opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like the place that you know most people go now. So do they actually have TVs? Considerably there, like, less the dirty. They have TVs. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, they have an outdoor area that has like a volleyball court and stuff like that. That's like the trendy uh, Clarinda Bar now. Gotcha. That's where everybody likes to go. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still partial to the Indiclar because that's just what I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's you're old school like that, right? Like I, I know that my grandpa probably spent many an hour in the Indiclar, and mm-hmm. that means that if I'm going to go to Clarinda, I'm going to do Clarinda right. I'm going to be in the Indiclar tradition. Exactly. Now that we went out on this tangent, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. What about the Shittily D? Oh, the Shittily D. Um, man, the Shittily D is like, it's like it's much closer to the Indiclar. All I need to say is that the Shittily D is in a Morton building. Well, I guess Sticks is in a Morton building too. We like to drink in Morton buildings, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Southwestern Iowa thing, huh? Oh yeah. With anyone who is against drinking in a Morton building is not my friend. Mm. Are you against drinking in a Morton building? No. That, wherever, you want, wherever you want to drink, go for it. There you go. When when you go and stay in the Axe Murder House, I'll take you to <laughs> I'll take you to the Indeclare. The Indeclare is not in the in a Morton building, but uh, no, Sticks is like that's where Chris talks about going and lighting the bar on fire. Oh really? And that kind of stuff. That's gotcha. usually like older people. And mm-hmm. the Indeclare is more in town. I think of the Shittily D being like farmers stuff like that. Gotcha. So more of a country vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've only ever been there once. I don't know. Did Chris take you? No. No, I've only really? ever been to the Indeclare with Chris. I don't even think he's ever been to Sticks when I was there. Huh. That was a long time ago. That was actually on New Year or on uh, Thanksgiving Eve too. I think. Oh really? So uh, maybe maybe an opportunity not this year, but maybe next year on Thanksgiving Eve. I don't know. Is Chris going home or is he, he doing something else? I don't think he's going back until Thursday, so I yeah. I won't see him. Chris has got he's too old for Thanksgiving Eve now. Yeah, you know, like he's past the point of it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go back and see all my friends because now everybody like once you probably hit that age, everybody's so everyone's, spread out. Yeah, everyone's and you've spread got out. kids and exactly. like you can't you don't have time to go and like be at the and plus at that point when you when you actually have your own family, then a lot of people will start going to do Thanksgiving at their own place. You know, they don't, they right. don't necessarily go home anymore. Right. Yeah, whereas like for me and all my friends, we're all going back like Yeah. That's like home cooking. This will be the first time that I've been to Clarinda since like April, I think. That's a long time for you, I would imagine. I think that's when it was. Mm. I don't know. It might have not have been that long, but I don't go back there very often. So it's like I gotta get, you know, caught up. I gotta get the full experience once I'm there. Yep. Uh the other big news on Tuesday. Incarnate Word is dead to us rest in peace rest in peace incarnate word good luck on saturday against montana state in the first round of the football championship subdivision playoffs Mm -hmm. we have a new rival yes we do but it is an old rival (laughs) it is a rivalry renewed it is central iowa's rivalry the drake bulldogs will visit jack trice stadium on december 1st for the 70th time well not visiting they're not visiting games for the 70th time but they'll be squaring off for the 70th time so then Explain to me what you were explaining earlier. This game doesn't actually count towards the bowl game. No. So Drake is a non-scholarship football program. Mm-hmm. They play in the Pioneer Football League. Went seven and three this year in the in the in their that level. Yes. Uh, they don't offer scholarships, and they had would have had to have gotten a waiver mm-hmm. in order for it to count towards Iowa State's official NCAA record. Mm-hmm. They were not able to. Uh, they were not able to secure that waiver. It was denied. So 
that means that this game will not count towards the official record. It will only count in the history books, which I is, suppose. Yeah, which, which makes sense for Iowa State because obviously, again, we're going for a, a level of wins in a season that has only been accomplished so many times. Before well, now it doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. like before it mattered because it was like, oh, hopefully, what if they're at five wins? Yeah. Got to get a game that will actually count, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, we already know they're at six, hopefully, pending Saturday's date with the Vampire. They will mm-hmm. be at seven. Correct. Uh, so that will be, you know, really, this is like a game that will only live in people's memories in a way. Yeah. I just, I what I want to know is like, okay, so if Hakeem Butler, say, comes out and catches six touchdown passes, <laughs> which isn't going to happen because he isn't going to play long enough to do that. But yeah. if he did, would it still count? Like, will that still count towards all the records? That's a really good question, actually, because you would think that since it's going to be played and they're keeping records for season long, I would think that it would. I yeah, mean, it would. It wouldn't make sense to me for them to play it and just for no stats to be counted at all. Yeah, I don't. That that has me thrown off a little bit now. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. I feel but, like it probably will. That, but might I, be, that might be something to bring up at media availability. So sometime. will this like really only count toward like, like now I'm wondering, will this really only count like for Iowa State mm-hmm. and Drake? It's like this only counts to them. So then when anybody else looks back at what the record was for Iowa State football, if they they can win that game, win a bowl game. Yeah, they'd still only win eight games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And so, you know, another thing is I don't think David Montgomery's gotten the a thousand yard mark yet this year, has he? No. I don't think so. I don't know how close he is, but if he doesn't get it against K-State and then has the chance to get it against Drake, will it count, you know? Right. I would think so. I don't know. Now, I'm, I've got a lot of questions now. Yeah. We'll have to look, up, look this up. I feel like we're trying a little too hard to get the, get the game. Yeah, but still. But the que- another question is like... It has, you know, this, this series started 120 years ago. Yeah. This is one of the teams that Iowa State, if you go all the way back in the history of Iowa State football... This is one of the longest running series that Iowa State football has. Yeah. And I know nothing about current, it, like current day Drake football. Like, obviously, you shared their record, and I think they're, they're a couple games above 500. Seven and three. Seven and three, which is pretty good for their league, I'd imagine. But they're still obviously not going to be anywhere near the level of a Big 12 football team. Oh, no. Absolutely not. And likely going to be much, much worse than Incarnate Work even would be. You know, I, Alex Halstead was tweeting about that, and I'm not sure that they are. Really? Yeah, based on at least what he was tweeting. I'm not sure that it is that much different. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that what, like, what's the difference yeah. at the end of the day? You know? Another interesting thing will be how many more of the tickets that haven't been sold yeah. will, will be sold to Drake fans coming up from Des Moines? Yeah, there's a lot of questions that I have about this entire thing. I'm going to be very This curious. is going to be so weird, dude. Like, it's going to yeah. be like, it, it won't even feel as real as them playing South Dakota State. Yeah. You know? Hmm. It'll kind of be like, why? I think we'll get there and we'll be like, why are we doing this? I know why we're doing this. But why are we doing but this? But why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, I get it. But at the same time, why? this is like a glorified practice. Yeah, it is. Imagine being one of the Drake guys right now. You're like, are you serious? You thought your season was over, like it's off season, ready to get ready for next year. Honestly, make I, a run at a Pioneer League championship. See, I think I'd be pumped if I was a Drake guy. I'd be like, wow, we got to go sh- get a shot at an actual college football team. Well, and that's what Brian Harden, the Drake's 
athletic director was saying, he was like, uh, he's like, this will be like a bowl game atmosphere for our guys. Yeah. So, okay. See, I'd almost even think I that guess. if I was a guy like Hakeem Butler or David Montgomery, I might almost even ask to sit out this game, honestly. Treat it kind of like a, a lot of guys do a bowl game where yeah. the game doesn't really matter itself. And if you get hurt this game, there's a lot more consequences than you would if you just, you know, obviously. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Iowa State could play without both of those guys, probably most everyone, and still yeah. win. But there's, a, there's revenge in order. I looked it up. Oh, no. Did Drake win the last game? I looked it up. Like I said, there's been 69 meetings between Drake and Iowa State nice. in history. Iowa State and Drake last played in 1985. Leading into that 1985 game, it had been since 1957, since the Bulldogs had come out with the W. The series ended with a 20 to 17 Drake win. Oh my gosh, that's just embarrassing. Now I am in glad. Jack Trice Stadium. <sighs> Even worse. Now I am glad that they're playing though, so that we can write that wrong. That's embarrassing. It's crazy to look. At the score of the 1948 game, man. They should just honor this. We need some throwback uniforms. 70 years since the 1948 matchup between. Drake and Iowa State that finished with a final score of two to zero. Wow. You makes you wonder in all of college football how many times a two zero game has actually occurred. Well, it's funny that you ask. <laughs> oh. It's happened twice in the Drake and Iowa State series. In the Drake and Iowa State series alone? Also happening in the nineteen ten meeting between the two programs. Holy crap, dude. That's that's a Jeopardy like they played annually from 1900 to this looks like 1940 no 1959 no 62 62 before there was a break I think so essentially 60 years I think so yeah I think the only year here maybe no they even played through the through the war hmm. huh. There you go. I can guarantee there's there's probably not many other teams that Iowa State's played more times than Drake. Yep. I can tell you. Um, I know Kansas is like the only other one. Eldora, they played them for the first time in 1896. Fort Dodge, 1894. <laughs> Iowa, 1894. Kansas, 1898. Minnesota, 1895. Missouri, 1896. Nebraska, 1896. Man, we're getting a full run of our... Illinois, or Northwestern, 1895. Hmm. It's kind of crazy how... Rush Medical, 1898. <laughs> Simpson, 1894. I want to do, like, do a full story about the first ever football game at Iowa State. Who was it between Iowa State and who? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I can look here. Got everything. This is my book. Yeah. I have this book down to like a, I have it memorized basically. All right. The first football game at Iowa State, 1892. Iris C. Brownville or Brownlee was the head coach and the captain of the team. The Cyclones tied with State Center, six to six. <laughs> tied with State Center. Oh boy. And then followed it up with a 30 to zero win over Des Moines YMCA. Nice. The next year in 1893, they went 0-3 with two of the losses coming to Grinnell. So Grinnell probably they played, played three games. Grinnell probably played 
their version of football and turf that they play basketball nowadays, you know. So yeah, did you know that? fast and everything. You know, it was six years ago today that Jack Taylor scored his 138 points. Was it? Uh, didn't they set the record for threes in a game like the other the other day? Did they? I think so, yeah. I'm not surprised. Hayes Gardner from the uh, Ames Tribune, the women's basketball writer there, he played at Drake or at Grinnell. Really? Yeah. Was played, he he was, played on Jack Taylor's team. Was he one of the, the shooters or was he one of the feeders? I think he was a feeder. Gotcha. From what I... I mean, he tweeted out that him and Jack combined for 138 points on that day. So <laughs> I'm going nice. to guess that he wasn't a shooter. Probably not. Yeah, Simpson played them the year after I left. In, uh, one of, so I lived with three different people during my one year there. Mm. Not because it was like bad situations, but it was just because I ended up moving. One of them, uh, his name's Dylan, Dylan Gretzky. Mm. He like set the school's single season or single game record for scoring against Drake or Grinnell, I think. Oh, really? I'm got Drake on the brain now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He had like 70 points, I think. Yeah. Cause you gotta, you gotta have a lot of scoring to keep up with Grinnell, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's not even that you have to have a lot of scoring It's that they just kind of let you score. Very true. Cause <laughs> they want the ball back. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're at that point, once you get about across half court, they're kind of just like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. That's really, that's all it is. They'll give you a layup if they make a three, you know? Yeah. I think I would have thrived in that game. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't have ran back either. I've just been like, yeah, y'all, y'all got it. <laughs> Best kind of game. Exactly. It's like how I play noon ball. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, all right. But there is a, another game for Iowa State football coming up on Saturday. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. There is. It's a very important one. Yeah, it is. He's coming. He cometh. Bill Snyder. The vampire. vampire. The vampire will arrive at Jack Trice Stadium for a 6 p.m. kick. I am. How, how do you feel? You have a piece coming on Wednesday. I do. I'm by the time this is posted, everyone should read it. Again, naturally, I'm a little scared just because of the the nature of this series recently. Again, ten straight wins for Kansas State, even though Iowa State has kept things close in mm-hmm. nine of ten nine out of ten of those games. Um again, every every time Iowa State's like leading or tied in the fourth quarter. Something goes wrong. Kansas State capitalizes, and they come away with the win. And it just makes you really scared, especially considering, again, Bill Snyder is probably getting real close to retiring. What do you feel about this game? Man, I think they're going to win. Everything I do, like everything points to them winning. You everything know? points to it. Like they're they're favored by 14 or I think 13 now. might have dropped a point or two. I just feel like if they're not going to win this year, like when the hell are they? Yeah. You know? Iowa State, by all measures, looks like the better team this year. Oh, without a doubt. And even I mean, though, it's not even close. Even though Kansas State, they, I think they did, they defeated Texas Tech last week, didn't they? Twenty-one to six. I never would have guessed that. Tech did have Jet Duffy at quarterback, though. Okay, that's right. Bowman's still out. Yeah. So that makes you wonder, but still, I don't know, man. Kansas State always seems to have our number. You, you don't say. <laughs> I do say. Yeah, we went through it. On Monday on football and random things, Jeff did the math. So you can, if this is wrong, then you can talk to him about it. Okay. I don't know if it's true. Uh, but apparently, except for the one game that was 41 to 7, I think that was 2013, uh, the average margin of victory during Kansas State's, so nine of Kansas State's 10 wins has been four points. Yep. And I, for my article that's coming out, the stat that I got was Iowa State was leading. In the fourth quarter, in five out of those ten games, I'd like to know if there's any any series that's been won more consecutively that has had closer 
Like if you usually if it's like, okay, this team's won ten in a row. They've been dominant. Then they're dominant, you know. Even yeah. in Ohio State, like they've won a bunch in a row against or not a bunch in a row, but like a bunch like I don't know, it's something like nine of ten or mm-hmm. something against Michigan. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of those times they've been throw ass kickings. Yeah. Like that they just beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And there's been like two close games. I think the one game that Michigan won was in double overtime. Yep. And it's like this this game, every single year it's going down to right to the very end. Yep. Except the one year. Yeah. And that one year was one of the like the worst Iowa State football teams ever. That was again, that was after the initial Liberty Bowl year. Like the, the first year that Paul Rhodes kind of took a step back. Yeah. The year they lost to you and I. Yep. For the first time. I for guess. Everything the, the beginning of the end, basically, for Paul right, Rhodes. Right. Right. Yeah, that was bad. That wasn't the year they lost to Kansas, though. Was it? I don't think so. No. That was I think that, that was, was the next year. Yeah, yeah, that was the next year. Yeah, I mean all it's I I think I think it's done, dude. I really think it's gonna come to an end. I sure hope so, man. I think that things are gonna fall apart for that program too once he retires. Yeah, I know. And you kind of wonder now with Kansas getting they've less got, miles, like, are they gonna get start getting a little bit more momentum? The thing is, like they've got so much I think they've gotten a little bit closer with their infrastructure and stuff, just like but I think they're just light years behind, like yeah. as far as recruiting staff and just like the way that they approach things. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way Kansas is like their facilities are so far behind right now and they can't get any kind of, ex- that's what, I mean, I think that's as much as anything. I feel like Les miles is going to be, he's like going to be the higher before the higher. Yeah. If anybody's going to bring Kansas football back, which, and that's because obviously he's going to drum up interest mm. and it's just going to be like, okay, this guy got donors interested in the program again yeah. he might not be the one that gets them to bowl games consistently but if he's there for four or five years they get to one or two bowl games you get the facilities built up they hardly have enough money to finish their indoor practice facility that they're trying to build right now mm-hmm. and can get some semblance of a pulse back into that program then you can get it going to where it's like okay now we got this guy yeah it's like i i really do suggest people go read tommy birch's story with gene chiswick in the Wayne register um where Jamie Pollard kind of says in there that it's like it's like a relay for Iowa State football in the last like in this century mm. where it's like Dan McCarney gave you a solid starting point. You know, he was that he was the starter mm. and he gave you a good point where it's like, OK, now we are like we're in the race going mm. into the second leg, you know, and it's like we have some sev- like level of relevance. Mm. And then Chizik did a little bit more to advance you where he like got the recruiting going and all that kind of stuff. And then like it got people interested in the program again. The attendance started to go back up. Rhodes is the one that like rallied the fan base. And then that fan base is what brought Campbell here. Yeah. It's like now Campbell's the anchor, you know? Yeah. And the, like that's, I feel like Kansas is going to have to go by a similar trajectory. Yeah. Right now. And the sad thing is that I don't think that Turner Gill, Charlie Weiss, and like, so maybe David Beatty is your starter. Yeah. He's got some good players into the program. You know, you can see that they are the talent level in their team is improving, even if they're not winning that many games yet. Yeah. Less miles can be your second guy. Then. So, OK, now what? They're only 10 years out from being good at football again. Yeah, there we go. We just wrote map, wrote out the roadmap for our Kansas football to return. So then in that case, you kind of think that maybe even less miles would be the equivalent to Paul Rhodes for them. I think I guess in that scenario, he'd be the equivalent to Gene Chizik. But I think so. I, I mean, I it probably doesn't have to work out the same exact way for yeah. every scenario. Every scenario is a little different. Yeah. But that's how it was painted by athletic director Paul. Either way, it's surprising that 
I think this it's surprising in the general scheme of college football that this is where Les Miles decided to come back for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that for him, he looked at it and he's like, dude, I, when am I going to get a job? You yeah. know, he's been trying to get a job. And he said that. It, did you watch any of his press conference? I watched the one part where Ooh. he was super like it, it made me sound like a, a genius sports you know, talker. Yeah, I think that happened multiple times where <laughs> yeah. he kind of just like it's like me sometimes when I get on my tangents. Yeah. And then it's like I just run out of gas. He and, completely uh, blanked out for like a solid 15 literal seconds. That happened a couple times during the press conference, I guess. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, he's someone who's going to win the press conference and stuff. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, not really. I would have some like serious questions about yeah. his like health hmm. at that point. I mean, even obviously that's probably not warranted, but it's like you're if you're just in a one press conference, you're kind of like, yo. And that's supposed to be the slam. You good? That's supposed to be the slam dunk press conference. Right. Like, that's the easiest one. It's like, oh, there's all this hype about you finally coming into town. Like all you have to do is say all the right things. You should have a script basically like written out in your mind and you, you, you know, you can't do it that well. Well, especially when it's been building up for so long, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it was just like all of a sudden out of the blue. It's like, oh, we hired less miles. Like people have known they're going to hire less miles for two weeks. Yeah. That's been the thing ever since they lost a, uh, I think that the first tweet that I saw said that less miles was probably going to be his replacement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a little wacky, but all right. Yeah, so the shock value had kind of worn off by that point. There was, right. There was not much pressure. Yeah, at that point, it's just like, yeah, don't mess this up, bro. Yeah. And he did a little bit. Did. Yeah, he did a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, Kansas State, Iowa State, Saturday night. You going to go to the game? Uh, probably not. Probably no. not? Nope. You going to go to the the renewal of the Central Iowa rivalry? <laughs> what, what should we call it? What, what can be the... That's a good question. Now, I, I kind of wish we would have brainstormed this before the podcast now. I-35, right? Uh, They're the Bulldogs. The battle on I-35. Yeah, the I-35. Something, something to do with I-35, basically. Yeah. I'm sure we could think about this more. Yeah. We'll think about it for next week. We'll br- we we promised to bring back with some better rivalry <laughs> names. Yeah. Because uh, well, obviously, it'll still, be, it'll still be a few days before the actual game. By the side dog showdown. There we go. <laughs> side dog. Side, side dogs. Side uh, dog. <laughs> all right. Uh, Bull clones. In the spirit of Thanksgiving week, we are going to talk about some things that we're thankful for when we come back. We're, instead of doing hot and not. Sound good? Sounds good. You're listening to Stands and Fits, presented by the professional MBA program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now, and I got to tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago, and I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seen or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out DesMoinesEyeCare.com or AmesEyeClinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you 
Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. Hey guys, it's Williams here. On the podcast, on our radio shows, we talk a lot about point spreads, you know, all that stuff. To be honest, I'm not a big better, but I'm really just fascinated by that industry. And I want to recommend a service to you guys today if you're interested in that sort of thing. MyBookie.ag is the website. If you join right now, and if you give them our promo code, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. This is a really good deal. Our promo code is 2427. Again, that promo code is 2427. They have live in-game, live betting. They're in the business for you fantasy guys out there. You can bet over-under on fantasy points for players. There's all sorts of really cool things. MyBookie.ag. Again, that promo code is 2427. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Hello, Fanatics. This is Chris Williams. There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatics sent you. Welcome back to Stands and Fits. All right, Thanksgiving. Probably some people out there in the car driving right now uh, on your way to your good food. holiday destinations. So we're going to list some things that we're thankful for. And then when we're done, you guys can pause the podcast. And whoever you're traveling with, you guys can sit and discuss uh, some things that you also are thankful for. Maybe there's some, some of the same things as our list. Maybe it's not. And, and you guys can just reflect on what the holiday is all about. Okay. So go ahead and go first. All right. My first one, I am thankful for, hmm. <laughs> I'm thankful for Joel Embiid. For that's, bring, that's to be expected. Oh, uh, also, I was going to preface this too when we talked about this before we recorded. We, obviously, you all know that we're thankful for our families. Yeah. We're, you know, we're thankful for our friends and our loved ones mm. and like all of the things that, that's a given. We have in our lives. Yeah. That's a given. That it, those would be cop outs if that's like what we brought to you guys. So you know that we're thankful for our loved ones. Yes. Okay. So I just, before our, anybody listens to this podcast and they're like, damn, these y'all guys don't, y'all aren't thankful for your parents or nothing. <laughs> yeah. That don't even like, don't, don't give me that. Ungrateful okay. kids. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I'm thankful for Joel Embiid because he is an ultimate competitor. He brings great joy to my life on Twitter. I love watching him play the game of basketball, which is another thing that I am thankful for, but I'm not going to include it on my list right here. And he is just one of my favorite human beings in the entire world. And I've never met him, but I'm incredibly thankful for him. I do respect the hell out Joel will be just because he has so much fun, no matter what he's doing. Exactly. Like I want, I want to have as much fun doing my job as Joel Embiid has doing his job. Mm -hmm. Because every time that he's on the basketball court, you can just tell that he loves being on the basketball court. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. What should I do for my first one? 
Um, I am thankful that I both go to work and go to watch my favorite college team in the same town. It's kind of a kind of a lame one to start off. So here, you're thankful for Ames. I'm thankful for Ames. It's a, it's a great college town. Honestly, I, I I haven't bought a house or anything yet. I'm still living in an apartment renting, but I could see myself eventually settling in Ames just because it's a, a nice Midwestern town, a lot going on, but still not too big. Ames is like, I think that uh, there's a lot of people that, like if Iowa State really means something to you, like Ames just means a lot to you mm. as well. You know, I had been to Ames like twice before I ever went to school there. Mm. I didn't know anything about the town before I went to school there. And it's like, it, that was my home. Yeah. You know, I still think of that as one of my homes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it, yeah, always have like a special place in my heart. Yeah. And I like it. it no matter where you are in Ames, it just, it just feels generally safe, even though, you know, stuff goes on. Right. Well, um, yeah. 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 Not getting, there, not getting too far down that road, but uh, it's, it's just a fun place to be. There's a ton to do, even though it's in central Iowa and basically in the middle of a cornfield, like everything else, everyone else says. So uh, yeah, I'm thankful for Ames. That's a good one. That's, uh, that, yeah, I like that one. All right. Um, I am thankful for, I am thankful for getting to work for Cyclone Fanatic. <laughs> I was literally just thinking of that in my head. And I don't even, I don't even mean it like, to be a brown noser or anything like that, you know, mm -hmm. it, this is like the greatest joy ever, mm. you know, and I am so lucky every day to get to wake up and do this because I, I am not the kind of person that could sit in an office and just like work on spreadsheets or do anything mm. like that kind of stuff. Like this is my passion, you mm. know, and I don't know if I'm going to be here forever. I'd like to be. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be cool. But getting this opportunity is like one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And I'm not getting emotional. I just really <laughs> had to sniffle. Uh, no, he's crying. Yeah. You, you guys can't see it, but balling, he's crying right now. i my eyes out. Um, but no, getting this opportunity is like one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. And uh, just getting to be able to write about Iowa State and Ames, which we just talked about already. Like, I think that everybody that had a great experience there can say that that changed their lives on some level. And um, just getting to be able to do this every day, like, mm -hmm. is I'm incredibly thankful for that. Uh, I'm incredibly thankful for all the opportunities that it has opened up for me to, and all the cool people that it's opened up for me to be able to meet. Um, and just like getting to work with all you guys every day. And even though you guys are goofy SOBs, <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm really thankful that I get to do it. There's a lot of, I'm sure, you know, young journalists and whatnot who would love to be, do what you do, basically. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, I, I don't know if I told you, I don't think I told you about this. Um, like, last week, I was after the game against Missouri. What day was that? That was two weeks ago, right? Uh, it was a Friday a couple weeks ago. week yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. Um, stopped at Whiskey River in Ankeny, Cyclone Fanatic sponsor, meeting up with somebody and just like a group of Cyclones. I, dude, I had been at Hilton Coliseum for like 12 hours mm -hmm. and um, it was just, had been a long ass day of covering basketball. Walk in right away, group of people say, what's up? You know, mm -hmm. they knew that I was obviously worked for Cyclone Fanatic 
uh, and I kind of walked away and I felt bad because I was like, man, I should have been more mm-hmm. receptive to that situation. I just was out of it. You know, it just yeah. been a long ass day. And a little while later, like one of them, I wish I'd asked for his name. Uh, whoever it is, I know that you listen to the podcast. So please reach out to me on Twitter or something like that to let me know that it was you. And um, he asked me for my autograph. Oh, really? Told me how much you loved Cyclone Fanatic. And like, dude, and we've talked about this before. To me, like that's where I think I said to him, I was like, or I told, I said to him, I was like, dude, I don't know if you really want my autograph. Like my signature is really bad. You know, it isn't worth anything. Yeah. You know? But I could tell that to him, like it was really worth something mm. and that that's like the coolest thing ever to me. And I would never have anything like that if it wasn't for this job. And um, then that same night, uh, one of my sister's friends who goes to Iowa State, she sent me a Snapchat that she said um, it was her like sitting across the table from someone that I assume is a freshman at Iowa State. And it said something about how they wanted to be a sports writer and they wanted to be like me. Mm-hmm. And that like just thinking about it right now like it brings a smile to my face because that's that is exactly who i was you know like i wanted to be like chris and brent and uh and travis hines and randy and tommy and keith murphy and all these people that do this stuff in this market and then i you know i still have people that i idolize today all those guys are still on the list on you know Hmm. even though i work with them every day but um like just getting to do this and I it never would have happened if it wasn't for getting to work for Cyclone Fanatic. And mm. I'll always be thankful for that. I'm thankful that I get to work with my big brother every day and Chris and, um, and then all my friends. Damn it. I'm getting emotional. I need to stop. You are, you're actually crying. Now. I need, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm just, my eyes are just watering. It's dusty in here. Yeah. Someone needs to come in and clean this place. I know, man. Um, that's no, that's cool though. But yeah, it, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I, I really appreciate this, like every day, just like waking up to get to do this. Yeah. And it definitely is a grind, mm. but when the day gets over and I get to sit down and it's like, man, I got to think about the cyclones all day today. Yeah. And what, and you got to do it for work. Right. I got, I got paid to do it. Yeah. Like what more can you ever ask for, yeah. you know? And that's what, um, that's why I'm really thankful for it. And that's why I really like doing this job is just because it's like, this is what I always dreamed of doing. Mm -hmm. And I could never imagine myself doing anything besides this. Mm -hmm. So please say your second thing before I, uh, before (laughs) I start, I keep talking. No, that was good. That was good. uh, Good uh, segment there. So uh, for my second thing, I'll go with uh, fantasy sports. Okay. I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd, uh, but I really appreciate having fantasy sports because Honestly, I really got into fantasy sports probably three or four years ago. Um, football and baseball mainly. I'm doing basketball this year, as you know. But when you are involved in that side of things, you kind of, since you have different players from different teams, you start focusing on more of the leagues as like as a whole, mm-hmm. as opposed to just your team. So right. I went from you know watching the Vikings to watching the NFL more as a whole, and I went from watching the Cardinals to watching more of Major League Baseball as a whole. So I guess in a way it helps you both appreciate and follow sports in general. And, uh, it gives me something to do, th- do throughout the day, kind of like nerd out, look at different stats, kind of guess who's, which players are gonna have a hot streak coming up, that kind of thing. So, uh, 
Did you end up making the trade that we uh, that we discussed? I did not. And yeah, it was interesting because... Uh, was it because he didn't want to make it or because you just you you decided against it? I, I took your advice. You called uh, Covington pure trash, I believe was the yeah, quote. Yeah, it was a bad move. Um, yeah, so I, I did not take that trade. Yeah, Covington sucks, dude. So yeah, my team is still very bad in that one specific basketball league. But uh, obviously, I will probably have a good draft pick for next year. So that's something to look forward to, I guess. There you go. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I when you told me that you were going to make that move, I was like, I, I, no, well, I, I do no, no, think no. that you should move Jokic, though. I, yeah, I, I still want to. I haven't found a good enough trade. But because I, I, I messaged you with a trade that I had thought about doing, and you said that'd be something you consider. And the other guy, when I offered it to him, that's what he countered with. So and I was like, eh, no, that's not good enough. So Yeah, no. No, I wouldn't take Covington. I don't know what he's really done since he went to yeah. Minnesota. And obviously, guess, if, if you're picking up on this, it was not Nikola Jokic for Robert Covington straight up. Like, no, there was, I mean, there was more more people involved <laughs> yeah. in the trade. Yeah, I, no, I but that was, like, that was my thing. I was like, nah, I wouldn't mess with that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good enough for what I was getting back in return. No, for sure. For sure. That's a good one. Dude, I'm out like on fantasy sports now. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy sports are hard to do when you're like covering a basketball team and football team all day long. Yeah, it is that, and it's like, um, I just can't pay attention enough to it, you know, mm-hmm. dude. I I don't like people. <laughs> it goes back to the thing before. I don't think people realize like how engrossed I am in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this is like what uh, I would say stuff is like all I think about. Yeah, I don't have hardly enough time yeah. to think about anything else, you know. So to really um, uh, uh, just to like really pay enough attention to fantasy sports. Sorry, I pulled a Les Miles moment there for a minute. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't near that bad. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, that's real nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think people could hear that, but okay. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to do a podcast interview, I think, but I don't think I'm gonna. All I right. Don't, I don't want to do it. All right. Sounds uh, good. Because <laughs> we're in the middle of doing this, and Stands this, is, this takes, is what I actually takes get paid priority. For. Uh, but no, I mean, I it. I just don't have time to focus on the leagues enough to yeah. like in the individual players. Yeah. Like, I mean, the NBA is probably the only one that I could even come close to. And that's just because you're a natural fan of the NBA. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my next one. Um, hmm. I thought, I thought of my next one already. So have you? I'm, I'm okay, good. Yeah. good. Uh, I am thankful to be from Clarinda. Because it is as much as I, you know, make jokes about it and as much as I at times I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like the only reason I go back is to like hang out with my mom and dad and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It is still, it was like a really cool place to grow, to grow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the people that I became friends with there when I did, um, were are like still all my best friends now Mm. for the most part and i'm sure that they probably always will be so uh yeah it is uh it's the place that shaped me there you go you know yeah and you know we're both from small towns kind of grew up in small towns i think there's some value in you know growing up in a small town and obviously branching out and going somewhere a little bit bigger i would obviously Ames slash Des Moines isn't anything big in the grand scheme of things. They're not, it's not, you know, a metropolis like New York city or anything like that, but there's a stark difference in the, like the culture between a small town, Iowa and a, a big town, Iowa, you know? Yeah. 
it's just I meet people that went to schools in Des Moines and stuff like that. And, it, and every time I'm just like, man, I'm glad I'm from where I'm from. Same. You yeah. Know? There's there's a lot of things that you experience in a small town that you don't necessarily get if you're always in a, a city. I think one man, <laughs> this guy. I kind of wish that people could hear that. That's yeah. Kind of funny. Um, one of the things that I think is is really cool about growing up in a small town is you really have to like you have to learn how to create your own fun oh yeah you know yep and that is something that i think as you get older it you like really kind of appreciate mm. sorry i'm gonna text this guy That's fine. you just learn to appreciate that yeah i mean it's like if, if you're not in close proximity to a lot of fun things like there's not a specific place you can go to every night to you know have fun or do something different then you kind of gotta figure out what you want to do on your own and there's definitely um, a skill to that, I would say. Yeah. It's kind of like when you, like, you know, kids nowadays were, this is kind of a back in my day kind of thing, but you know, before electronics were like kind of exploded, yeah, you had to like, you know, play with sticks and mud and that kind of thing outside. Right. And like you, you, you used your imagination a lot more than I feel like kids nowadays do. Well, it's not like we had to do that or anything. No, you know? I mean, like, we still I'm, grew up with yeah. like Game Boys and stuff like yeah. that. But it was just, it, when you were like, on a, it was a Friday night. You're like, what are we going to do tonight? Mm. It's like, damn, are we going to go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. Or we're going to like get in a car and drive around for four hours. Yeah. Scoop the loop, you know, yeah. and just like listen to music and stuff like that yeah. and just talk and I, like that. That's really all there was to do. Yeah. And it was always a blast. Yeah. And looking back on it now, it's like, man, I wish that that was still like a viable thing. Yeah. You know, or it's like, yeah, let's, let's go do that on a Friday night. Yeah, which would never do that now. But mm. uh, those were the definitely the good old days. All right, what do you got? You said you have your next one. Already. I do uh, another one that's kind of showing that I'm aging. But I am thankful for cold brew coffee. I've kind of gotten into a, into, into a cold brew coffee swing lately, and uh, honestly, I haven't done it myself yet. But uh, I'm really looking forward to experimenting on my on my own. You're you're not amused by this. Dude, you just haven't you just haven't. I don't tried drink coffee, yet. dude. I don't. Drink I know coffee. you don't. See, there's a point where I didn't drink a coffee either, but then like once you start, you kind of just keep on going and going. And I had a so we were at Barntown last night yeah. for the unveiling of Transfer Brew, mm. um, and I accidentally ordered a coffee beer. Yeah, coffee beer, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. every time I, I and it was when I order something like that, I knew I messed up. It was my yeah. own fault that I got it, you know, because yeah. I just said the wrong name. So at that point, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't want this. Can you like dump it out and give me something else? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to drink it. Like, I'll just I'll eat it, you know? Yeah. And well, it's, it's, it's what I did. I needed my punishment and I, I, I felt the full brunt of it. Again, coffee is a lot like beer. Like the first beer you taste, it tastes absolutely crappy. Yeah. Like it does. It, like, why would anyone drink that? But then again, as you drink more and more, you appreciate it doesn't help it. that most people's first beer is like a Natty Light. Yeah. A Natty Light or a Bush Light, which I mean, hey, again, I know you're going to argue the Bushlight thing, but still, at the same time, Bushlight in the grand scheme of things is not as good as a, a craft beer. It's actually funny because when I actually like started to enjoy beer was when I started drinking Bushlight. So what, what was, do you remember what your first beer was? Uh, my first full one? Yeah. Probably, a, I think it was like a Bud Light. See, I think mine was a Bud Light Lime. I drank like liquor before I ever drank. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, because it was when you were in college, like young, Yeah. you know, it was easier to get someone to just get you that get it in back into wherever you were harboring your illegal liquor, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, 
uh, and then just to mix like drinks and stuff. Or if you were gonna like yeah. carry it somewhere, you just throw it in a backpack in a mixer, and it's like that's it. Yeah. Whereas beer, you're like carrying it's cans it's, of beer around yeah, all night. The volume is much bigger, obviously. Right. Yeah, I was a my freshman year, I was a big Hawkeye guy. <laughs> that's gross now dude. yeah i can't if i if if Hawk, if i even smelled hawkeye i'd probably puke dude yeah honestly there um, my my first uh alcohol like you it was liquor it was vodka and yeah the first, i can't mess with vodka anymore the, the, see the thing is the first the first alcohol i threw up was vodka so then for like a year or two after that like the smell of vodka was just revolting oh if anyone put vodka in front of my face i'd barf. Yeah, I, i'd like yeah i'd i'd wretch yeah, yeah i i can't i can't do it um nowadays i'm fine even if i tried it 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 would probably make me sick i i swear it's that's been six years yeah you know um yeah so yeah cold brew coffee yeah dude there you go it's I'm good not, after after you you go down that path you eventually you get the cold brew and it's it's darn good dude um i am thankful for what else am i thankful for I'm thankful for just like the, you know, those moments like where you're not like where if you're just like at home alone or something like that, and it's just like, it's just quiet Mm. and you kind of can just think. So for like moments of like personal reflection, personal reflection, almost even meditation in a way. Yeah. Kind of in a way where it's just like, you know, you have everything done that you needed to do that day and you just finally sit down and it's like, yeah, dude. I love those moments. I'm thankful for that moment. Especially when, again, like you said, everything on your to-do list is done. Yeah. It's like even, there's one thing that I have on my to-do list right now. Like my my headlight is out right now on my Explorer. And I have the actual like replacement bulb on like in my console right now. Uh-huh. I just haven't put it in yet. Okay. And it's like, that's on my to-do list. And I can't really like fully peacefully sit there until that's done. But when it is done and then I can sit there, it's going to be a great moment. There you go. All right. You got one more? Um, Let's just, let, we'll wrap it up with this one. Oh, man. Now, now there's pressure for me to close it off well. Um, kind of on that on that plane, I guess. Uh, no, nah, I can't do this though. I was gonna say golf, but you said no to basketball. No, it's not that I I didn't say no to basketball. It's just that like everybody knows that I'm thankful for basketball. Okay. You know? okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go golf then. Um, I think people who know me really well know golf's my favorite sport. But um, kind of in the same cut from the same cloth of your last one golf especially when you're you're by yourself um it's a lot of time for you know that personal reflection on while playing a sport that's the nice thing about golf compared to maybe more active sports like like basketball or Mm -hmm. football or anything like that there is time between shots that you can just kind of enjoy life in a way so that's what I feel that along with the challenge of it I also enjoy the the reflection period of golf I think I would like golf because it again like it's one of those sports where you can go play by yourself and it's just quiet. And you can drink while golfing. Yeah, true. Like that's one of my favorite things about basketball is that if you just have a basketball and a hoop and it's just you, mm-hmm. like you can just go and, and it can just be quiet. And, and, I, like, and, I also, and that's all your sound is, is just I, basketball. I also love shooting hoops while I just listening to music too. Yeah. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. That's another one of my absolute favorite things. All right. Time for underrated underdogs. We both won. We did. Keeping our us in our deadlock at three and eight. Yep. Uh, I had Nebraska mm-hmm. won nine to six over Michigan State last week in the snow in the wind, and it was a it was an all out Big Ten backyard brawl. Yep. And the Huskers came out victorious for like the first time in my life when they played a game like that and they actually won. 
it was refreshing because they finally fought back. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, who'd you have? I don't even remember. I had Oklahoma State pull off the oh, big win right, yeah. over West Virginia. That's so, right. Yeah, it was a good week for both of us. All right, this week, I think you already know where I'm going to go. Whoa, 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 wait. Did you see who I picked? No, I didn't even look at the I, I have it down on paper. No, so. no. I have it down on come paper. Come on, man. It's on come, paper. Come on, It man. is on no, paper. No, you have to give this to me. No, 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 no. Come on. It's it's not. Dude, you, you put down this Nebraska. This is important to me. State. This is important to me. Okay, okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Can we both pick the same? I feel like that's bad mojo. <laughs> so I feel like you have to give yours up because mine's on paper. Mine's on paper. I'm just saying. You're going with Coach O, right? No. You aren't? No, I was going to pick Nebraska. Oh, were you? Yeah. I thought, see, I thought you were going back to the Coach O well. No, for real? No. Oh, well, wow. We're arguing over no, nothing. Then. See, I, no, that's, see, I'm taking Nebraska. Okay. On the well, road good. So at Kinnick good. Stadium. On the road at Kinnick Stadium. And they're, how, how much are Iowa favored by? Kind of by 10 right here, but it opened at seven. So I'm not sure. So you're going with Nebraska. I can't over, imagine that the lines moved by over three an Iowa points team, in two days. Over an Iowa team that just won by 60 plus. Confident. Good luck. They've covered every time I picked them. So that's, that's actually a good point. You're really rolling with this this big red train, I guess. So the only other one that I would have considered was Ohio State over Michigan, at home, four point dogs. Yeah, that's a good one. I will say that I am rooting for the Huskers big time this year because I think the meltdown from the Iowa fan base would be glorious. So this is go. this is the one they need. This is the validator. Mm. So everybody will say that it was Nebraska Super Bowl, but I don't even care because <laughs> it will be. Well, the thing is too, not even, going to a bowl even so. to this point. Iowa State remains the best win on Iowa's schedule. And I know even if they beat Nebraska, that would still be the case. But I'm sure Iowa fans would claim that the Nebraska win is a bigger win for their program than the one over Iowa State. So I just really, I really want to beat those MFers. Me too. That's all, that's all I'll say. All right. So my pick, again, I just tipped it off. Coach O. LSU. Uh, LSU. Who do they play? They play in a and at, okay. at Texas A&M, 12th man. Um, so they are. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. They are projected to lose by two and a half. They get two and a half points, so I think they'll win. All right, so you've got underrated underdogs this week. I do, and I think I found another good site. I don't think it's the one cool. that we used last week. But uh, give me a number between one and 100. I'm going to go with 32. All right. Fred Horberg, David Montgomery. <laughs> okay we're gonna do it <laughs> would you rather have nude photos of you leaked on the internet but not seen by anyone you know or accidentally moon everyone at work during an important meeting uh how do you accidentally moon someone like i was your thinking pants like, just fall down okay here's my scenario in my head you would you'd be getting up from your chair but your pants snag on the the arm of the chair and it just comes all the way down you moon you moon them they brought my underwear down too yep everything caught comes all the way down see both of the cheeks it's all hanging out there but they're not seen by anyone i know then the, well, p- the photos aren't seen by oh, anyone no I know? the photos aren't aren't seen by anyone you know correct Will they seen by anyone that I, be seen by anyone that I could know in the future? Um, it doesn't say, so I guess to be determined. I'll just, I'll just moon everybody. It's cool. Really? Yeah, it is what it is. That's a funny moment, you know. Yeah. You can laugh it off. Clearly, I didn't do it on purpose. 
It's like, okay, my pants snagged. Sorry. That's, that's true. That's that's true. Would it be a disaster? Yes, but you could, I feel like you could recover from it. See, I think that would be harder to recover from from the than from the random photo being leaked on the internet just because I I like even again, even if it's out there, I don't know, I just feel like that's less embarrassing in in general. I mean, if your photos on the internet and it's not anybody that you know, like are you ever going to even know that anyone saw it? And that's the thing. Like who's who's going to actually care cuz like I wouldn't imagine that my body's anything that great to look at. So right. it's like, who's going to really care that my nudes are out there? At that point, wouldn't I basically just be a porn star? Yeah, a really, really cheap, crappy one. Both of us would be. But yeah. Man, that hurts. Hey, I was talking for myself as well. Oh. <laughs> it was not a you thing. It was, it was a both, th- both of us thing. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, another number, please. Uh, let's do... Let's do 51. 51. All right, this one's kind of kind of similar, kind of not. Would you rather have every photo on your phone play as a slideshow for your family, or let your grandmother read your text messages with your significant other? You don't have a significant other, I guess. I don't. But assuming you did, and you, using using similar texts from what you've had in past relationships, keeping that in mind. I'm not a very exciting texter, so I think I'd probably be okay. I'd probably just let okay. my grandma read my texts. I think I would too. I don't. I don't really send anything. That's I don't know too, what I would have for photos that would be like that. Yeah. Most of them would be for work, and it'd be like just or of my dog. Yeah. You know, or yeah. of me of my me and my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, see, I feel like this is obviously geared towards people with a significant other because if you think, you know, there might be some scandalous photos on on your phone or anything like that. Right. But for like, yeah, for for me, no, not really, and no, I don't. I don't text anything that lewd. So yeah, I'd be fine with either. So I think I think I just go with the text though. What's the last text you sent your wife? Uh, last text I sent my wife. I love you lots. Kissy face. Jesus. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's the kind of thing where I say, I'm going to podcast. She says, okay, have fun. And then I say, I love you. And she says, I love you back. It's that, it's that kind of thing every time. That's pretty general. I don't think that's embarrassing. Excuse me while I go puke. You're giving me, you're giving me the look right now, and I don't appreciate it. I'm just uh, saying. All right. You pick a number for the last one. All right. We'll go with 69. <laughs> Okay. Predictable. Yep. Would you rather be beautiful, but every time you burp, you shouted an insult about the person closest to you, or be hideous, but every time you burp, money comes out of your mouth? I'd rather be rich and ugly. That's fine. A hundred percent. Me too. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're rich, like you're attractive. Again, you're, you're attractive to someone at that level. Like, it's not like Bill Gates is like the world's best looking guy. No. He just has a crap ton of money. And again, I can make myself burp. So I'm just going to be printing money, basically. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That was an easy one. Anyone who's ever been to a been to a bar and had like any semblance of like a little bit of money and they are like buying things for people, it doesn't take long for people to... You know, you get friendly. So yeah, people, people want to be your friend. Exactly. Uh, all right. Is that everything? I believe that's it. All right, man. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. As always, the podcast is presented by the Professional MBA Program at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. We are going to have another guest on. Soon. Soon. We don't have it scheduled yet, but it should be within the next couple of weeks. It is in the works. Yeah, we've been working on it here for the past couple of weeks, trying to get everything figured out with the schedules, and we will have a guest before too long. Thanks, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Have a great week. Everybody else out there, have a happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Eat lots of good food. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Beat the Wildcats. Peace.